Hold on, wait before you listen to this. Uh, you may not know, we have a video version of the Leicester Square Theatre podcast now over Rahalestapa, which you can download from www.gofasterstripe.com slash podcasts. It costs a little bit of money, um, but this is still free. The audio is still free, don't worry. Uh, but if you enjoy these podcasts and want to keep them going, it'd be fantastic if you want to contribute a little bit, maybe just download one of the videos, if you, which is £3.50. If you download all the series, which could be up to seven podcasts, it's certainly six podcasts, uh, then that's only £15, and you get the bonus of video of Pappy's uh, thrown in. So enjoy the audio, but if you want to see what's going on, and there's going to be loads of visual jokes this week, then head to www.gofasterstripe.com slash podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. Great to be back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome my man who is only prepared to stay up until 1am to get lucky. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahelastapa. Now with added vision for uh, hello everyone at home. Hello, uh, yes. If you uh, if you have paid to download this uh, from www.gofasterstripe.com/podcast, you can see what's going on as well as hear it, which uh, is look at the it's exciting. Isn't it? Look at my colourful shirt. People. The people on the audio, the cheapskates on the audio can't see that. They're missing that. All sorts of things are going to miss. And of course, this podcast is a double award winner. It's won the Chortle Internet Award and the Sony Best Comedy Bronze Award. The best, best comedy. Bronze. Bronze is best, right? Bronze comes in, it's because that's the three. So that's, it means it's three times as good as gold, right? So that's... Very exciting, out of all the comedy going out in audio format, uh, we've been declared the third best one. <laughs> and so we're gonna put those there. You, if you had the video, you could see the actual trophies. Uh, it's just to, when it's going badly, I can just point at those and go, well, it can't be bad, because look. <laughs> Ian Sony has declared it uh, the best thing. I'm going to do some uh, visual stuff to annoy the people on the audio. Don't tell them what I'm doing. I'm going to be very impressed with this. Watch this. Whoa. <laughs> I did that on purpose. How do you like them sky potatoes? There you go, Connor. If you come to... Uh, you can have one but bottle that. <laughs> Got two butlers in the front row, uh, and because you've come so many, you can have the biggest one of whatever these things are. <laughs> it's a big secret, very exciting. I would pay three pound fifty to see whatever that, whatever that was, or fifteen pounds for a series pass. Um, I am only prepared to stay up till one a.m. to get lucky. I'm not going to stay up all night to get lucky. That is a lot of commitment. I get tired by one a.m. Also, by one o'clock, all surely all the attractive people have been taken already, haven't they? You're staying up. If you're staying up all night, you're gonna, what, seven o'clock, the sun's up, you're gonna get the very, very drunk people that no one else wants to get off with. So people don't really know what they're doing, quite vulnerable. What I'm basically saying is that Daft Punk are date rapists. Uh, just, that's why they wear those helmets. No one knows who they are. Operation Utree can't track them down. They're, they're getting off with women at seven o'clock in the morning. It's disgusting, isn't it? Do you, have you ever stayed up all night, Connor? Yeah? What's the latest you what's the latest you've been to bed? I once went to bed at three o'clock. What's the latest you've ever been 
to bed. Ten o'clock three days later. <laughs> what drugs were you on, Connor? Connor's, Connor's 15. I never took drugs. I think that's the reason I never... I really genuinely, by one o'clock, I'm... But hey, you know, you can't get the bus home, can you? If you stay up that late. If you stay up really late, you can get the tube in the morning. I guess that's what they're thinking about. I don't know. And, uh, oh, the, the curse of Dad's army is struck again, which is uh, another... Another one's gone. It's only Ian Lavender left. I don't count the vicar. Or, or Mrs. Fox, they're not proper characters. Only Ian Lavender, God has been waiting, he's trying to pluck all the stars to make his own dad's army in heaven. But Ian Lavender is managing to escape uh, God's intervention. And I've been on tour with Talking Cock, there's uh, two more shows left, Derby and Leicester, if you're watching this or listening to this in late May. Uh, but it's nearly over, thank God. Uh, and uh, I've had kind of a few odd experiences. I had quite an odd experience in Bristol a couple of weeks ago. Um, you sometimes get like people being a bit saucy because the show's about uh, penises, it's Talking Cock. Uh, but after the show, I've done all my signings and stuff at the end, said hello to people, and a woman kind of sidled up to me, pushed her quite hefty but fairly soft breasts against me uh, and uh, whispered in my ear, do you fancy a blowy? Um, which is a, it's a, a, a sexual technique, Connor, I don't know if it's... I won't go into details, but it involves putting a man's erect penis in someone's mouth. Um, and uh, I kind of assumed... I'm not going into details, he has to work out the rest himself. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to show you, not anymore, not since the Operation U Tree thing got involved. In the old days, two years ago, I'd have been right down after the show. Go on, yeah, come on, it's only a bit of fun, we're all in showbiz, but not now. I've learned a valuable lesson. Uh, but um, but uh, I kind of assumed she was joking, and, uh, and, you know, and I went, well, I'm, a mar I'm married, as I mentioned in the show. Uh, so I assumed she was joking. And she said, no, no, really, I'd, I'd like to, my husband would really like to watch me giving you oral sex. And then she indicated her husband, who was a man sort of standing quite nearby, I had the spot, and he was just sort of staring at me quite intently, uh, like that. And, uh, which I freaked me out a bit, really, because even if I had wanted to have a blowjob from this, it was quite confident of her to think that I would want a blowjob at all. I kind of admire her confidence, but uh, maybe she's had a lot of success. But, you know, the fact that her husband was going to be there as well, that was slightly off-putting to me, because, you know, sometimes it's quite nice to receive oral sex, but not if there's a man, presumably an onanistic kind of satire in the corner, kind of enjoying it. You know, it's her husband, at some point he's going to go, what the fuck are you doing to my wife and come stab me in the face? I don't know how she thought this was going to happen. So I, uh, I politely turned it down. But I have had, also in, uh, when I was in South Wales, it's like in the West Country, South Wales. It's, I don't know if I'm giving out some kind of swing of vibe. That's, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm doing that. Maybe it's this, is it this shirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> are, if there, are there any swingers in and who can tell me whether I'm, am I, have I done something like, because you're meant to be, there's certain trees you have in your, in your front garden or something, isn't that, that mean you want to do it? Am I, am I, have I done something to my hair, which means I want to be, I want to watch a man while, oh dear, or be watched by a man? That's, I don't, that doesn't really do, do for me, being watched by a strange man. But another man came up to me and he was from Swansea, uh, and I'd been taking the piss out of Swansea, and he said, if you ever come to Swansea, you can stay at my house. I went, yeah, that, I'll probably do that. Probably definitely, <laughs> I'll probably definitely do that, because, you know, that saved me like 60 pounds, and you probably aren't a murderer. Um, and, um, uh, and then he said, because me and my wife are swingers, you know, you'd be welcome to join in. So I don't know what's going on. Then he, then he stared at me, and I kind of, he just like, he sort of stood there smiling at me. I think he was a little bit drunk. 
Uh, and and I sort of, sort of started chuckling, and then because he was chuckling, I started laughing at him because he was laughing, and then he started laughing because he thought I was laughing at him. And he laughed more, so we just literally about 45 seconds just stood there going, ah, ha, 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 in each other's faces, which then made me laugh more because that's kind of quite an odd to be la having a swing and laughing in your face as you're laughing at him. So no, I'm not going to go uh, there, uh, but thanks for having me. Uh, and uh, the English Defence League have been outside picketing the show. Because um, uh, they found out that I am partly Welsh, and, uh, they have, and my guest tonight was born in Wales, so they're furious about that because they only like England, the English Defence League. Anyone who isn't English has to leave, and anyone who isn't really fucking stupid and basically looks like a Shrek, the one I saw. The last time. So, uh, they've taken my advice, but um, it has. I'm not sure it will lead to success. <laughs> them. And now you watching at home, you can see the people who are at home thought, God, he's very slick, isn't he? The way he just remembers everything he's doing. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah pretty good. So uh, I think I did pretty well. Um, although actually, on, on the talking cock tour, something that I had quite. I've been. I started asking the audience to tweet at me about things. And a couple of things, because you think I've been, I've been studying penises for 10 years now, almost as long as you've been alive. <laughs> not your, no. Uh, I'm, I'm, even, I'm not even interested in that. Uh, so, uh, so um, it's weird. I mean, the worst thing you'd want to do, I mean, 15 year old boys are really fucking annoying. The last thing I'd want to do is have to have sex with one as well. Imagine how annoying it would be. I've, I feel sorry for Peter Fox. I do. <laughs> That's the best you can do, a 15 year old boy. What's wrong with you? Um, so, uh, <laughs> I'm a terrible man. We, we can edit this out, right? Uh, so, um, oh yeah, so the two, there's kind of a couple of things that I'd never kind of envisaged that, uh, thinking about uh, before that have come up this week from the audience. One of us is a nurse who used to work in an accident and emergency award, uh, and I think there's medical confidentiality, but she seemed to not worry about that. Uh, and she said a man would come in regularly to the accident and emergency award with a pencil jammed in his urethra, right through the herring's eye, right up into, <laughs> right into his urethra, and it was too far up to get out again. Uh, but he would come in all the time, this was happening all the time, so in the end they made, they made him a, a, wood, you know, a pencil shaped thing with a ball on the end so that he could put it in and then be able to extract it because there was a ball that's quite clever, but he didn't like that. And it makes you realise that he, kind of got, he obviously got off on the fact that it would get lost and probably got off on the fact that he then went into an accident emergency and someone had to remove it. But I did, what they didn't tell me was whether it was point first or eraser first. I don't know, I've never put anything up my urethra. I think we may have a new emergency question. Uh, and, uh, might be the, it might be the opening gambit. <laughs> Chris Addison now mentally fricking for a Rolodex in his mind, thinking, what have I put up there? <laughs> if we get anyone to admit that, bet Stephen Fry has, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Stephen Fry's the guest next week, if you're, if you're interested. There are no tickets left for that one, so uh, um, you'll have to buy the uh, £3.50 video download. Uh, but, um, am I pushing that too much? Yes, I think so. Oh, and the other guy, the other guy was uh, someone who uh, he said he had a friend, again, this might not be a, you know, a friend, uh, who, uh, who could get uh, 105 10p coins into his foreskin. And they, uh, they called him, they used to call him Donkey, uh, but after he did that, they called him £10.50. Which, uh, 
which I quite like. Is that right? And, uh, uh, no, maybe 15, was it? No, 100, 105. I don't know. I can't do maths anymore. I've got two A-level maths. It's no good, Connor. Don't bother doing studying at school. I've got, I've got 11 O-levels, proper hard O-levels from when it meant something, not GCSEs like you're going to get. Proper hard O-levels. Uh, four A-levels, I can't remember even how. I can't even t- times 105 by 10 anymore. That's how stupid I am. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Good. Uh, good. Well, I, I, there were people were laughing. Then I what, what started talking about maths. <laughs> Slightly lost them. So the, I think it's the perfect time to introduce my first guest of the new series of Rahelastapa. Ah, <laughs> uh, thought I'd catch you out there. He is best known, of course, for his appearance in the TV show Doc Comedy. That is why everyone has come to see him. We'll be talking about that at great length. We please welcome Chris Addison, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. Christopher Addison. Oh, he's a professional stand-up comedian. You told me to take this. You said, oh, you should take this straight out. You sabotaged this to put me off. I told you to do something visual, and you did. Let's not yeah, explain what it was. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it was amazing. Out my, my racist eye. Oh, okay. <laughs> the herring's eye. Herring's eye. The herring's eye. Histor's eye. Yeah, nice why don't you call it that? I'd love to. That. I, I genuinely, as I've said before, think that was Stuart Lee's finest. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the funniest thing he's ever done was Pliny in Histor's eye. I was the straight man, or crow, in... Uh, in his store's eye, but Stuart Lee was extremely funny in it. Um, so, um, well, I'll, I'll ask you, seeing we've got a new emergency question, have you, any, have you ever put anything up your urethra? Well, I was mentally flipping through my Rolodex. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would be. And then I realised, a Rolodex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty you train yourself to. Uh, maybe that's what the guy was doing. If it was point first, if he put it point first up the urethra, yeah. maybe, he was one, maybe he'd lost the use of his hands, he couldn't write any other way. <laughs> He was ambicoxtrous. He could so only he could write. write. <laughs> he could only write with his cock. Yeah. It's difficult because you know to get any purchase on the paper, yeah. he would have to be fully erect. Yeah. Then he wouldn't yeah. be able to see what he was writing. He'd only be able to use tracing paper and have to teach himself <laughs> to write or read backwards. I've thought about this too much. You have done very well. He, you know, he needs some lead in his pencil. That yeah. is- Someone heckled me with that, and I see that's getting a round of applause. Someone heckled me on the night. I thought that was brilliant. Got nothing. Got nothing in uh, in Hartford. No, yeah, Hartford. That's where it was. Hartford, Hampshire. Hampshire. We haven't paid to hear you, (laughs) young man. It's a gentleman there. Yeah. So let's talk about. Everyone will want to know about Dot Comedy, which was uh, your 2000. Yeah, hanging out for series two. Yeah, still hanging out for series two. (laughs) Was uh, was it your first TV? No, it wasn't. No, my first TV. No, the first thing that I ever did uh, uh, was uh, the Comedy Network. Did oh, yes, of course. Yeah. I didn't do it. No, no. Stuart did that, didn't yes, he? Stuart did that. And uh, yeah, the Comedy Network for. Um, he didn't do it, Stuart. <laughs> do you do that? Did Stuart do that? Yeah, I did that. Actually, that. It's one of what's, you. what's happened to him since then, though? Yeah, right? absolutely. He's a big star for the Comedy Network. I don't know. He's very, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, he was great. Um, you should do it if oh, it comes well, back because obviously back. it's the first step. So, but, but <laughs> it, uh, no, it was that which was our, our management company created yes. that show, and they didn't even give you a gig on it. To be fair, I wasn't really doing stand-up in, no, that's in true. the nineteen nineties anymore. I you kind of gave up. It would have been good though if they if they'd had you on. <laughs> and now do an hour's play. <laughs> Please welcome with Emma Kennedy, <laughs> Richard Airy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it would have been great. Um, so that was the first. And then the next thing that I did was this, the team who made most of the team, the same production company, made Dot Comedy, 
made, made a show called The Alphabet Show, right. uh, which was the first show on the now defunct UK Play Channel. <laughs> and it was me and Lauren Laverne. Oh. Uh, and uh, the producer uh, has just written Iron Man 3. Wow. He was the producer of Doc Comedy also. So, right. <laughs> yeah. um, but Doc Comedy then, yeah, was and you and that. me and Gail Porter looking at things on the internet. So it was yeah. a very, it was before its time because it was like... It was before the internet. It was um, before yeah, the internet. I mean, that's really why I failed as a show. Was, uh, <laughs> it was just, I mean, it takes ages for pages from CFAX to load. So, you know, you can only get through three of them. You know, it was Channel 4, so how, yeah. well, it loaded, you were halfway through an advert. <laughs> What went, what went, I think what, what went, went wrong, wrong, it was I, shit. I think what went, <laughs> you know what I think would have improved it? If you put a Shrek in it, because, I know it's got tired, that, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear it into the ground. Yeah. Because Shrek, the movie, didn't actually come out until 2001. Yeah. If you'd put a Shrek in dot comedy, you would have originated Shrek and owned all the rights to it, really. Isn't it based on a book? It is, but you would have been the first no, no, person to put it on. Comedy was based on the internet. We surely owe <laughs> the internet some royalties. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's why it never went any further. It's yeah. tied up in legal claims. <laughs> and it never went any further because it was dreadful. And it had, it had the... It's one of the most depressing experiences in telly. And that's, it's quite a wide field. You've worked in telly. Mm. Depressing experiences in telly are quite a wide field. And, uh, but we, we made what we thought was a really good show. Or we were about to make what we thought was a really good show. And then two days before, one of the executives came with, change all of this. And, uh, and it, became, it became hideous. Yeah. yeah, it was a horrible experience. And, and, we, and we were kind of bonded together in the sheer horror of it. Because from that, the point that they ruined it, we had seven weeks to get through where we knew we were going to have to just churn out this dreadful dreck. <laughs> and, there, and there it is. And it's yeah. there. So did you ever anyway, get your DVD? Uh, <laughs> did you ever get your naked body pro uh, projected onto the House of Commons and Big Ben? Do you know what? I'm pretty sure that came up in a meeting, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I couldn't write it down at the time as my pencil was the wrong <laughs> wrong way up. Good, and uh, let's get this out of the way as well because no, I want to um, talk about dot comedy more, Rich. <laughs> have you got any more? Have you got any? Do you have an amusing story from? The, no, it was no. awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Look, that's what the kind of thing... Yeah, I've never seen a bronze one. Mine's gold. Bronze is better. Yeah, but you had, uh, like, all the radio station behind you. Yeah, I that's absolutely I had to do true. that on my own. I, yeah. made, I made this show like a four-year-old child would on his own. <laughs> Richard, go in a corner and make a podcast. <laughs> and now I'm filming it, so I am on the telly. Yeah. If someone puts it... If someone gets, downloads it, and then watches it on their telly, I'll be on telly. And that is how telly is now. That telly, is how telly is. Telly's it? defunct, anyway. So it's going to be streaming on Netflix. You're just going to wait and put them all out in a go, like Arrested Development. You never know. You never know, Chris. You've got a no, good idea, though, haven't you? I have. <laughs> I think it is going to. Um, I, uh, I want to get this out of the way, because yeah. this is a, a very important Is this going to be about the flat? It is about the Edinburgh flat. <laughs> okay, well, that's an Edinburgh flat, I believe, in uh, 2002. Three? Uh, 2002. Two, 2002, yeah, 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 yeah. doing Talking Cock the first time round. Uh, and, yeah, that's um, right. That's right. Uh, it was a flat with you, me, Dan yeah. Antopolsky, yeah. Stuart Lee, yeah. uh, Richard Thomas, yeah. the composer of uh, Jerry Spring, the yeah, Opera. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it didn't get on well. It was a nice flat. It's great. But flat. one night, uh, the kitchen cupboards, we came back, yeah. the, got up in the morning, and the kitchen yeah. cupboards, someone had punched them all and broken all the kitchen cupboards. I think, I, really, I think it was only one. Oh. I think it was only one cupboard, and it was really quite shitly done. I don't know what I've just done there. So somebody in the flat had got angry and yeah. punched a cupboard. Antopolsky, definitely. You think it's Antopolsky? Oh, yeah, almost certainly. 
I think no, it wasn't. It was well, Stuart. I think it was Stuart Lee. But I've always thought it was Stuart Lee. But when I asked him, he was very. He didn't remember. But I think he probably did it in a drunken rage. Well, were, we had a flat meeting about it. I'm absolutely <laughs> certain that he will have remembered that, Stuart. Absolutely certain because he was so. There was oh god, it was horrific. Just all of us sitting there, and we were. I mean, I was. I think I was. Dan and I were. Were. I, were yeah, and I was just. I suppose I was thirty. I was in my thirties. So we're all men in their thirties, more. Having a fucking flat meeting over who's decked in some shitty MFI cupboard, and it was, it was like and what it came down to, Rich, was essentially a massive subtext between you and Stu. That's essentially what it was. You did it, I didn't do it. Well, you didn't bring the props that time. Seven years ago in the Oxford Review, you bastard. I think it, I've always thought it was Stu, but I think it was you. You think it was me? I have a new piece of evidence that I've remembered. <laughs> I oh, think, this is like a shit episode of Murder, She Wrote. I, wait, wait, I've got another clue I, that I've forgotten from earlier. I don't think it was Antopolsky. You know, in the way, he might be the most likely person to do it, because he's... Yeah. I did, I've talked to him. I did Edinburgh Fringe podcast, if you want to check that. I did discuss it with him. And what did he, he say? Did, I can't remember, because I never remember any of this. <laughs> okay. I just keep talking. You've made too many podcasts. <laughs> uh, but I, re- I vividly recall... We're talking about things that annoy us. I put it to you. I remember you saying the one thing you didn't like was was smashed cupboards in the kitchen. (laughs) Was when people left cupboard doors open. And I can understand why, because you're a tall man. And you could have, you know, you could have hit your, you could have walked into a. This is absolute bullshit. See, the fact he's denying it proves it was him. Was it you? It wasn't me. This is what I'm getting off. It wasn't me. Why would I keep bringing it up and I'm filming it? This, this Why are people paying three pounds fifty to have us rehash an eleven-year-old <laughs> cupboard smashing yeah, incident? A body language expert could watch this now and go, "Yeah, look at the way Chris Anderson's sitting there. Yeah, now. leaning He's in, guilty. open. <laughs> look at the way Rich is turning away. <laughs> I'm facing the audience. That's yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Who don't know the truth? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember you saying, and I used to leave. Because I used to leave the cupboards open all the time. That's the kind of. I remember I, I got upset by something in the in the kitchen. You didn't do. And I always I always open cupboards and I do it all the time. I tell you when you. So it would be kind of my fault, Chris. And I wouldn't blame you. And if you just admit it now, we can put it. We can put this. No, I'll well, tell you what. I will like. Uh, I will. I will admit to which made you so angry. Uh, what you should do also is Rich and I. I think I've lived with you for longer than most other humans. <laughs> Overall, over the years, Maybe. we spent years sharing flats in Edinburgh. <laughs> For, with various and, and people came and went but we were the kind of couple who couldn't move on in the centre of it and um, Colin and Fergus one of our, the last flats oh, that we yeah. shared the year of the internet poker yes yeah uh, <laughs> the, the and every day every day you would sit near the window in your dressing gown <laughs> nicking the wireless signal from the people over the road to play into an poker do you remember that? you were furious because one of Colin or Fergus had made some porridge and not washed the pan and it had been you left it yes. you deliberately left it for two weeks and one day I, I just went oh fuck it <laughs> and washed it up and you were so angry with me <laughs> They should wash it up. They should, but it would still be. Yeah, <laughs> they should do it. You, that annoyed me, and that's when you admitted that you didn't like cupboards being left open. Is that when and I now admitted I it? Put two and two together. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my favourite Antoposky story from when we were staying, and it was the year that we were with Jenny Eclair. 
in a flat. So imagine that. So there's the three of us, me, four of us, me and him and Jenny and, uh, and Dan. And um, my, my, uh, my writing partner, Carl, was staying with us. And uh, he, uh, we were sitting in the kitchen. In our kitchen, we had uh, one of those drying racks over oh, the yes. oven. You remember, you know, yeah, the nice. Victorian drying racks. Yeah. And there was always a towel. There was always a green towel over this every day. There was a green towel over this. And Carl and I, it's just the middle of the afternoon, no, no real conversation. Why is that? Why is that towel always there? And Antipolsky passed the door. And I went, Dan, why is that towel always there? Is that yours? And he went, oh. And he looked really, he looked genuinely upset. And, and, and he went, it's, it's my towel. He said, he said, <laughs> he said my girlfriend's... <laughs> Just, just takes the piss out of me every day. I, I shower with it and I wash it and, and every day and I wash myself. I dry myself with this towel and every day after I've dried myself, the towel just it stinks. <laughs> it just stinks and I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't stink. I don't know what it is. It's, it's really eating away at him. And it, so I have to wash it. I wash it every day. So every day it's drying there. And he went, oh, and we went, oh, okay. And he walked away kind of with his head down. And then I swear to you. 15 seconds later, Jenny came careering around the corner in a t-shirt and her knickers going, oh, 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 and she opened the oven and a massive black billow of smoke came out and enveloped this. And she took out some burnt bacon and went, she went, I burn that every fucking day. Because <laughs> he wouldn't know what bacon smelled yeah, like. Yeah, because he's Jewish. That's why it makes it crueler in many ways. <laughs> it's bacon. <laughs> oh, good. That was happy. Uh, anyway, days. well, Andre Vincent always nicked one of my towels once. So it is very Yeah, he stayed, he stayed in our flat as a guest about a few years ago. And um, I, I hang my towel up on a radiator to dry. And one day it kind of disappeared. And I was going, where's. There's another mystery of Edinburgh. But I solved this one. <laughs> Because when everyone was out, I went and looked, looked around their rooms to find out who got it. Because it was my it's my big bluey, I call it. It's my favourite towel. My big bluey. <laughs> it's blue and it's quite big. Oh yeah, good. Yes, I call it big bluey. I've got uh, you. And uh, Andre Vincent, who's quite a you know, I mean, I'm not the thinnest man in the world, but he's quite a, a chubby man. And he'd been just he'd just seen a towel and decided to, he would use a towel on the radiator. Said, oh, I thought it was just there to be used. What does his weight have to do? With he'd been drying his massive big ass with his. You know what? He'd been drying it. Well, that'll do my I ass. I bet he doesn't even. I don't. He calls it small bluey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he even. I don't think he even washes his anus properly. So it just he'd be slightly doing down. the inside of his own <laughs> herring's eye with this. <laughs> Feeding it, whizzing it round like that, and then feeding it in. <laughs> All done, ready for the show. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was, uh, it's, you know, these things are important in Edinburgh. And, and we could have lost that deposit. Simon Street and came and mended those cupboards. So we were lucky. That was the year also that we, wh what a bunch of fuckwits we are. We, the, the beginning, <laughs> the very first day we got there, we had a panic. We left the house. I think we went, we left the flat to go to get something to eat or go to the pub or something. You know, because it was, it was, when you arrive in Edinburgh like two days before, it's the only time you can ever go out with your friends because you're all, otherwise you're all, you know, on stage somewhere. So we went out. And then um, we couldn't shut the door. We couldn't shut the door. Whatever we did, we couldn't shut the door. The fucking, fuck, the door's fucked. It's fucked. How are we going to, we couldn't go. And we, and we had to, we couldn't think of a single thing. We kept trying all of the different keys. But the, the door just wouldn't shut. And we called Simon Streeting. And he went, oh. <laughs> and five minutes later, turned up at the flat and went, let's have a look. And he looked at the thing. And you know, 
you know, on uh, chub locks, yeah. those little discs of metal to. Well, it just got out like that. It just kicked out like that, and it was it was in the way, and it wouldn't shut the door. And he just went and walked down the stairs. That's why we need technical people. We're artists. We are fucking idiots. <laughs> it was you. Sorry, it was not me. It was definitely. It was you. not me. But I've I'm, been blaming you know. Stu all these years. It was the weirdest thing being in that flat meeting, though, because I was because <laughs> there was no flat meeting. Yeah, I don't remember flat meeting. Oh, you don't remember this. There was there was a flat meeting. It was the one of the most awkward things I've ever been in because it would have been awkward if I'd just been if it had been a student house. It would have been an awkward <laughs> meeting watching two people kind of have this massively subsexual conversation. But it was you two, and and you know, and I'm I'm a comedy fanboy, so as it was just I was. I was watching two of my favourite people having this weird fucking round. I was thinking, it's only a few years ago I was watching these idiots on the telly thinking, I wish I could be them. And then I go, it was you, it was you, you fucker. It definitely wasn't me. I am innocent. Why would I bring it up? You bring it up a lot for somebody. They, you, these, these two people here are butlers. So you must know a lot about cupboard doors and stuff because you're like, you're like the kitchen stuff out. They have people hand them that. They're going to have to get the chalices out and stuff for the Lord. It's closed behind, behind you. Always closed behind Always you. Always closed behind you. Well, that's, that's not, yeah, that's not that's a butler, not thing. buttering the thing. That's just a, yeah, that's not a thing. You just leave them open. <laughs> Your families are well known for hurting their heads. You do what? Leave them open, yeah, because then... You leave them open. If you leave them open, then when you need something else, it's easier to get in there. If you close it, you have to open it again. It's a lot of hassle. I'm sure they're always up high. I'm fine. That's why you got angry, but... Ah! <laughs> he thought, but Richard Herring's face. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I'll tell you, uh, the, uh, the evidence that yeah, would suggest. <laughs> 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 it's so hot in here. Is anybody else hot in here? The evidence that, that would um, seem to, to damn me is the fact that it was one and it was pathetically done. <laughs> and that is, no, that is very much my MO. All right, it might have been stupid. Well, I know. Well, you need to get Richard on on the podcast, and Richard then Thomas. Then every and all yeah. of the suspects have been interviewed except you. <laughs> I'm cross-examined every time about it. I don't think it was Richard. Um, I was going out with a journalist at the time. It might have been her. They're kind of no, they're no. kind of evil, aren't they? Journalists are evil. No, she's a nice journalist. She is though. nice, but you know that's. I think that about you. You're nice. Well, like, not, you're too nice that's what I mean you're too nice something's going on yeah so you have yeah. all this you have this thing and then when you get in the you're kitchen like, I, you're I, like, wonder, ah, I hate the world I wonder about myself the whole time whenever I open my office I think I wonder what I've put on the walls <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's somebody's skin up there yeah. I'm probably awful me in secret yeah. no 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 it's just a poster having said that I do do a, a podcast where I play myself at snooker and I get confused about the two personalities so it could <laughs> there is a possibility it was me too who did it I suppose I never thought, thought of I'm, that yeah, was, was it a sort of snooker cue shape? <laughs> it's a shame we can't go back and dust for chalk. <laughs> what with some other chalk? Yeah, that's one of the problems with chalk is the ideal <laughs> weapon for a murder because how are you going to test for fingerprints? It's good, brilliant, very good. So can um, we cut that bit out? <laughs> what? So you can use? That? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, you're currently in a film. I mean, you're not currently in a film because you're uh, currently uh, here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. you're, your latest film well, has the been British re- film industry really is fucked, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> being, we are being filmed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're in a film called The Look of Love yeah. with Steve Coogan. Yeah. In which you have a quite an amazing beard and yeah. curly hair, I've seen. Yeah, those. yeah. And you seem to take quite a lot of cocaine. Loads of cocaine. And, uh, and one of them off of a lady's bottom. <laughs> Loads of cocaine, yeah. One of them off a of, of lady's, lady's sternum. Off a of sternum. Oh, a sternum. Yeah. Cokey sternum? Yeah. Hi, I'm Cokey sternum. <laughs> uh, we did it because he was back in the film. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you have what? When you have a scene like that, I don't do much uh, acting. I hated it. Is that, was that going to be a question? But did you? Well, no. Yeah, but partly was it good? You know, did you get a bit of a turned on by the naked lady? Yeah. There was an actual naked lady there. Yeah, oh yeah. And you could see her and touch her and yeah, your yeah. nose. Yeah, and it's legal. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. You're totally allowed. See you, darling. I'm going to work. <laughs> but no, what, well, what research horrific. did you do for for? Because I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember us taking a, an awful lot of cocaines. We well, ate a lot of cheese, I remember. We ate a lot of cheese. There was a lot of, the, a lot of cheese you got. Were you sick? Didn't you, we make you sick on the cheese? I, I, mean, I just was, hallucinate. I just, we ate hallucinate. We, really we found a really good cheese shop. It won't all be about the 19, 2002 Edinburgh flat. We found no, a really good cheese. This was 2001, actually. This is 2001. We found an amazing cheese shop. We all like cheese. We bought a massive... In Le- Massive thing of brie or something. Really <laughs> stinky brie. <laughs> Shitloads of stuff. Right, the word, like, give us the stinkiest stuff you've got in the shop. What's that, what's that blue stuff? What's that stuff that's hovering off the counter? <laughs> Some of that. And then we come back late at night and eat a big chunk of cheese. Yeah. And you know, go eat, to bed. Don't eat cheese before you go to bed, Connor. That's just what I've learned from my life. <laughs> I'd have just the most uh, genuinely hallucinatory. That was my fault because I, because I I thought I was being very clever because we didn't keep it in the fridge. Do you remember that? We didn't keep it in the fridge. This is my fault because I, I was going no 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 no. You don't want to refrigerate cheese because you can't taste it. You see, wait, well, I actually mean just take the cheese out a couple of minutes before you can eat it. Right? It doesn't mean leave it in a cupboard in August. Right? <laughs> But that is exactly what we did. Well, what I did, and you going, I'm sure this isn't right. Going, it is, Richard. It, it's completely right. I've been to restaurants. Yeah, and I it's think that's why... It's amazing we managed to survive, <laughs> survive in this flat. So, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't know whether no. you take lots of cocaine in I your don't. day-to-day well, life. I, I never have. And uh, the day before, I uh, I went from my, my beard fitting, right? It was all, yes. it's all fit. It's all done. That beard isn't fitting. real. No, it isn't. Oh, wow. No, it's not real. <laughs> no, I know. Disappointed. It's okay. It's all yeah. lies from the film world. Yeah, yeah. None of the ladies have uh, pubic hair. We had to. There, and there's no such thing as merkins. There no, is. No, no, no. Why, the, why, do, why have you used the word merkins? Because there's no, no, such no thing. they don't have them. They were. They used yeah. to have them, but they okay. don't have. They don't have them anymore. So what they have to do? Because because a lot of the the, the uh, women in the film were real adult models because yeah. they were being asked to do real adult model things. Uh, but in the, in their line of work. They're shaved. They have no pubes anymore. So they had to be made up to make it look like they, they did. So, uh, and no merkins. So improvisation. had. To, what they did was, they would, to make a merkin now, you take two side bones, turn them upside down and sew them together. Stick them on. So every time you see that film, when you see yeah. a lady with pubes, that's some fella's head hair. Yeah. Is it with the, the sideburns are made of real? The sideburns are real. They're, 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 they're farm for bloke. No, there's a room full of men just gr- trying to grow. Because like, <laughs> 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 I tell you, I'm very happy can. to let my sideburns go to that particular course. 
you don't have to actually just hang on. You're not attached to them okay. at the time. They come okay. off your head oh, first. Okay. Even so, just to know that my, you know, I've been married for a year, just to know that part of my body is touching uh, the tender of another lady is enough. Wow. As long as her husband's watching. <laughs> that was fucking weird, wasn't it? That was weird. I once, years ago, when, when we started, uh, when we started? What am I talking about? When I started. Um, when I started doing uh, comedy in so, uh, kind of mid-90s, uh, I was doing a gig in Stockport in, I think, the Crown Pub. And this girl came up to me afterwards, and um, she looked slightly embarrassed, but she, she's this very statuesque, long blonde hair, and pressed a piece of paper into my hands, and sort of, and scarper straight away. And I looked at it, it was a folded over piece of paper, and I, it was folded over twice, I unfolded it once, and it said, I would like to have sex with you. And then her phone number, her home phone number. <laughs> yeah, well that would happen. Right, so, hello, uh, is a blonde, blonde lady there? Uh, she, she mentioned something about sex. Could you put her on, please? Well, could you call her in from the garden? <laughs> and then, but I unfolded it a second time, and it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a receipt from QuickSafe for five hundred Lambert and Butler and a bottle of No Frills ketchup. <laughs> Wow. Sexy times. <laughs> Put it on me. I've got. <laughs> so did you go? And, did you go? And oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put me off ketchup for life. <laughs> but I'm on five hundred and one button butler a day. So it'd be good if it had been folded over and it had just been the body drawn on there, and then you had to draw the head. On the <laughs> yeah, the consequences. No, I see. I would like to have sex because. <laughs> Uh, but no, so the day, so the, I went in and had this beer fitted, and um, it was in, the, the production studios were in, production offices were in um, Duck Lane, which is in Soho, just opposite a uh, uh, record shop. It's a little tiny lane, there's nobody much outside it, but um, they were just setting up to do the film, and there was a lot of, the, one of the things that happens in the film is uh, Jean Raymond, Paul Raymond's wife, he, about 10 years after they got divorced, he, uh, he, sh he um, took photos of her for a spread in Men Only. And so they had this, they had photocopied versions of this all over this desk. And, uh, and I bumped into the art director just on my way and went, ah, glad to see you. So I've got you some stuff, because my character was a tremendous cokehead, and he kind of put down all these, uh, you know, silver pipes and razor blades and, and period credit cards and stuff. And, uh, and he said, and he held up this bag of white powder and went, and this... It's stage coke. <laughs> and he said, oh, that's right. He said, this is, it is 100% scientifically safe. And I went, oh, great. What's it? And he went, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I've never, I've never taken coke. So, you know, what, uh, what, how do you do it? He went, well, neither have I. <laughs> but I'll show you, right? And he started to... He's, he's great, Henry. He's, and he started to sort of, you know, measure it out and chop it up and try and show me how, how it's all done. You know, now, now you have a go. And I went, okay. And it was, as I was doing that, I, I realised we were on the ground floor with the window where that curtain is now. In Soho, surrounded by porn. With what, well, you know, I've only got his word for it and nobody else knows that this is stagecoach. <laughs> Click. That's my career done, isn't it? Could be a whole new chapter. It, yes. doesn't, seem, it doesn't seem to harm... All the other people in show business have no, taken it. No, no. Um, but yeah, I think that no. is all the other people. It's only you and me. Is it? Yeah. Thora heard. I don't think ever did it. Oh, I don't know. Don't know. Before she yeah. signed that <laughs> songs of praise contract, <laughs> um, they could do anything back in the seventies. Let's face it. So it never got into trouble. So yeah, and, uh, didn't. really didn't. 
how how late would you stay up to get lucky? Oh I, no, I, I, I'm past ten. I'm no good to anyone. No, that's what I think. I've got to get, I've got to be in bed. Yeah. And what does get lucky? I mean, you mean sexually lucky? Well, I don't. They don't specify. I have to. Sh- I schedule that now. <laughs> I think you know life's too complicated without yeah. having to wander around till sun up, <laughs> looking for itinerant Australians with jet lag. <laughs> Who are still around? <laughs> I'll go to some emergency questions. Oh, I, think I feel like, like, no, like non non-taken. No, no offence. <laughs> well, no, because we're having such a nice time. I don't want. And it's a new season of uh, Rahelistopher, <laughs> so I don't want to just keep banging on with the same old questions. So I've come up with some new questions. Would you prefer <laughs> to have a hand made out of sun cream <laughs> or an armpit that dispensed ham? It's a whole new, it's a whole new so, era. So wait, so it's whole only me who's not taking drugs, is <laughs> it? It's a whole new era in Rich Harry's Less Square Theatre so podcast. So uh, would I put a hand made of some kind? How yeah. would that work physically? I mean, would it just sort of constantly renew itself so it, it, it had some kind of structural I think uh, validity? The, or would yeah, it, it would, would be it viscous just, enough to hold itself together, but if you touched anything, that would just be covered in sun cream. True. It would just collapse. The minute you touch anything, it would go... Although super for a speed wank. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just need know, to get something out of the system. You touch your penis, and then your penis would just be covered in. It would just dis- your penis would just be covered in uh, sun cream. You could then use your other hand. I guess it, you get, well, as, so you can get no purchase at all. No, using this. <laughs> as, you, as you're walking around, it's fine. But the minute it touches, oh, so, okay. It so that, so it, it, it maintains a hand shape so as not to freak out <laughs> passers-by. <laughs> With this dripping, yeah. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't be very but nice. It's kind arm. of an easier question than usual. And how would, that would how be would pretty the inconvenient? And then the ham, you just have what ham. What sort you of do size? That. Oh, so, uh, you so do it that. It's what you, you do. Where it's I'm when you want it. Visual, just to keep it. It's when you want it, right? So it's when. Yeah. You oh yeah. It's it. not just going to come out any time. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. What was you've, that? Got, you've got. Uh, you've got. There'd probably be a catch on it, which might confuse you as an artist. There'd be a little metal catch that you could flip across. So just. So if you were, you know, impersonating. If you're impersonating a chicken, it wouldn't just come out. Because obviously a lot of people would be going, oh! So you'd need to flip across the cat the latch on the... On the and, and then, then and then you'd do that, and then ham would come out. And this, and this ham... Yeah. Tell me, tell me, I mean, tell me about the ham. Is it, are we, are we talking uh, that kind of glistening, water-pumped, <laughs> supermarket, foul bread ham? Or are we talking... Uh, as, as Dutchy Originals had a look at it. Well, I think it would come out as in a, you know, like a tube of ham. <laughs> a tube of ham. <laughs> a sausage. <laughs> but like a tube know, of ham. Yeah, so I, I reckon it'd be like a, if there is such a thing exists. If people wanted to, if people just wanted to you know, put some, <laughs> some ham on stuff, they'd get a tube. <laughs> And so it would like, come up like, like a those, paste. Ma- like that one of those Madison sausages, isn't yeah. it? One of those... Can, yes. Yeah, yes. Well, okay, I'm going, I'm going with that. I mean, You're going with ham? Yeah, I love yeah. ham. Yeah. And I hate the sun. All right. It's not a very good question. It's not... The thing is, the well. original question is so much better that you can't, ch- you can't mess with it, Chris. What That's was the, the other question? The original proper question. Let's go back to classic. <laughs> what would you prefer to have? A hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispensed sun cream? Completely different. Ah. I think the original question is not as good as this. <laughs> I disagree. 
<laughs> it's nice to have the change of variety. Well, the, the armpit. The, I think this dispensing armpit is excellent. Whatever comes out of it, you would. Yeah, have. I just like. I really like it. <laughs> I mean, I like it to be a lucky dip in some respects. I like to not know what was going to come out of my armpit next. So if you're just in a restaurant with with somebody you've known for a long time, sort of longers, a pausing conversation, you just flick the latch. Right, there you go. Look at that. My gunk. <laughs> It could be like a children's TV character, this. The yeah. Chris Addison and his magic armpit. How? <laughs> it's got to have an educational aspect, yeah. though, doesn't it? Because it reminds me a little bit of Jimmy Savile. That he had that, didn't he? He had a similar thing. He had a chair that he gobbled chair, children. Whatever, whatever came out. It's a little bit like Jimmy I... Savile. Why is everyone so down on Jimmy Savile? I, was like, I haven't been really reading the papers recently. He was magical. He'd give people a badge. <laughs> Something Gave people something they would always remember. <laughs> yeah. um, have you ever? This is a new emergency question that came okay. from the McCarthyleth podcast. Uh, there's a couple of I can't remember the provenance of. Have you ever eaten asparagus? <laughs> <laughs> this is an emergency question. What emergency is this good for? Because it's nothing to do with an interview. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It's an interesting question. We'll get to know a little bit about you. Yes, I have. Yeah, good. I, I ate it last on uh, Saturday night. I had some. Mm. Um, it's the season. I had some on Saturday as well. Which is I'll tell you what I do with asparagus, which is really nice. Have you got a griddle? I bet you have. Mm, of course we've got a griddle. Get a griddle, and then you just, you just griddle it. You don't even have to put it in water. It's much nicer. You can put a bit of soy sauce on it and maybe oh, yeah. a bit of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a delicious Egg. snack. Egg on it. Um, when you eat asparagus, there's a, it's not just, have you ever eaten asparagus? That would oh, be an okay. insane question. When you eat on the other hand, is there a follow-up if there's a no? <laughs> there's just a second bit of no. Is there a follow-up to get you out? because that's interesting that I've met someone who hasn't eaten asparagus. Yeah. Go, and then I, if you say that, I've got a plate of asparagus. Okay, all right. Under here that I've prepared and go, eat the asparagus! <laughs> I might do that. I might at the beginning of each interview make someone eat asparagus and then make them wee and then... And then smell their wee. Okay. Because that is the next question. When okay. you eat asparagus, does your wee smell different than usual afterwards? Uh, uh, no. 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 Well, this might be because you don't have the receptors in your nose to smell the asparagus Oh, is that smell. what it is? It's yeah. not to do with whether or not it's No, it's wee. different. Well, Dave Gorman is uh, the expert on this. Uh, but... Uh, the, that uh, doesn't surprise me in <laughs> any way whatsoever. But some people don't, their wee doesn't smell of asparagus, but some people can't, it does smell of asparagus, but they can't smell the asparagus smell. So you might be one of those I, freaks. Maybe, I'm, a non, I'm a non-speller. Yeah, well, it could, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the next stage of evolution and the, the human so, beings will go on to that, live a happy life where they can eat asparagus and not smell the wee. So is that like <laughs> Barocca, when you've had Barocca? <laughs> yeah. Some people can't see their wee as orange. <laughs> Because they don't have the receptors in their eyes. Maybe. People, colourblind people, probably, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the ways to tell whether somebody's colourblind is the Barocca wee test. Yeah, you just slip them a Barocca, then they come back a few hours later, you say, everything all right? That, obviously, this isn't the end of the questioning. Okay, fine. That would be stupid. Have the audience, the emergency question's not going down. They, people almost preferred it when I was asking you interesting questions about your life. Um, <laughs> That isn't what. That, that's not going to win you. This is just a, a protracted Sony survey. Award. Bronze. That's why you get gold if you just keep on. If you keep on asking the questions that the proper people ask, gold. When you get the asparagus, take. Let's take it down a couple of notches. The Sony Awards are going. It's very good. This program. Have you seen the bit where he talks about asparagus <laughs> for much too long? But here's the thing: if you carry on doing it long enough, yeah. If you ask enough people, you'll be able to publish a scientific paper, exactly. right? At which point you'll get an award from, say, Nature or the New Scientist. <laughs> yes, which will be good. Maybe a gold one. I can add that to the yeah the pile of awards. Uh, when 
when your wife eats asparagus, yeah. does her wee smell different? <laughs> I don't know. What kind of... Well, let's say you're trying to trick me into, <laughs> are you into water sports? <laughs> Not tonight, darling, no. I've had asparagus. Oh, I don't have the receptors. Away you go. <laughs> but if you can't smell it in your own weed, then it doesn't help, because I would... I, for but I wouldn't be able to smell in... How would I, I know, exactly, you wouldn't smell those either. But Dave Gorman won't smell his own wife's weed to find out whether her weed smells of asparagus <laughs> after what? he's eaten asparagus. What is wrong with him? <laughs> I would... Well, I'd smell my wife's weed. She asked me to. Was that one of the vows that you wrote? <laughs> <laughs> if you asked me to do that. All right, we'll leave the, the asparagus. Oh, I'm we need an emergency question to get out of this. Usually the emergency questions this rescue, rescue the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but this time... I suppose it was if you're asking well. the same question every time, maybe that's your problem. No, because it, uh, it leads to different places. This one will, this will get happen. Have you, is it whether the Belgrano is actually sailing away from the... That's quite a good one. Actually, I've got a new emergency question. If you were doing a Leicester Square Theatre podcast, what, would be what emergency question would you ask people? Well, actually, my emergency question was about who smashed the cupboard, so we've already used that. Okay. I will ask... I'll ask I haven't got a pen out of I'll have to remember that. Um, this was, you know, was, you're recording it. It should be fine. Okay. There, there is some record of this. I don't... I don't, uh, I don't watch them back. I don't, it's, not, it's not your sort of thing, really. I don't, I really don't, like, don't like this. I understand the kids quite like it. 15-year-old. Yeah, I know. Amazing. That's, that is me. But your audience is he, aging. He'll be 16. What are you going to do to get the new lot through? But I, I, he's definitely going to outlive me. So that is at least one person. As long as I don't do anything to upset him, which might, I might have done tonight. Um, this will get us out of it. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? Do you mean like one of the people in the street that you don't see anymore with the shoes? No. Or you mean... I mean a big, like a Sasquatch. You don't see those people. Have you ever seen a Sasquatch? Uh, no. no, I haven't ever seen a Sasquatch, but then I don't live in North America, so there's, there was there's one been little in, time... There was one in, uh, where is it, Norfolk or somewhere? Well, on holiday. There was <laughs> one, on an exchange programme. There was program. one in the news last time I On an exchange programme with a coot. There's a lot, so a lot of people in Canada and North America. This is just a coot. This is the most disappointing holiday. They hide in plain sight, Chris. That's what they do, because you, if you were walking down the streets of Ipswich or wherever it was, I can't remember. Well, yeah, how are you, you going to tell? Bigfoot was coming towards you go that can't be a Bigfoot I'm in Ipswich and so you would mentally filter it out I'm not I'm not uh, well I'm not <laughs> I'm not questioning the idea that they could hide in plain sight all I'm questioning is that it would have come over to Norfolk for some reason <laughs> from its usual habitat but like, why not they migrate. How do you think they got? They migrate. How do they got? You know that thing. That thing that people know about about <laughs> Sasquatches is that they fly east for winter. We know this. Well, there's some. There, you know, there are the Yetis, obviously related to Sasquatch somewhere along the what line. What do you mean, obviously racist? <laughs> oh, they're a big monster. They're a big mythical monster. They're all the same. You racist. <laughs> racist. Um, so, uh, just looking at my. Just repeat the thing. How, how do you keep... You're quite old. Yeah. But you don't... You look really young. Yeah. What, how, you know all those things you've done. How do you do that? I didn't do those. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're only like about... Remember six. those biscuits? <laughs> I don't. Well, um, you're only about five years younger than me. I am only about... Uh, no, Four years. Less than that, yeah, yeah. Uh, how have I? Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I do nothing. I do no exercise. God, I do no exercise. I tried running for a while, and then my yeah. knees uh, went. Uh, so obviously, I'm not in tremendous physical shape because he's fucked me up. Yeah. Uh, I went. I chased my kids down the garden today, and after one go down the garden, I was going. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have fun. 
Um, so, uh, so I'm not in tremendous shape or anything. I don't diet. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want me to? What do you want? What do you I want know, from me? I don't know. I don't know. Did you drink from a fountain of youth or something? In a I did, but it smells of asparagus. I couldn't. I thought it was a fountain of youth, but the receptors. Do you remember Big John, Little John? Yeah, do you remember Big yeah. John, Little John? It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, it was during that kind of um, period where there were a lot of vice versa type shows, yeah. wasn't it? There yeah. was a lot of that going on. When you look at the titles to Big John, Little John, I know, this is, I know this is something that most of you don't really know what it is. Connor, this was a, you remember, don't you? You can tell him. And you can look it up on YouTube. Um, Big John, Little John. Uh, I'll, go, I'll sing, the, no, song. I'll sing yeah. the song for you. This is the kind okay. of thing Peter Kay would do if he just remembered things that no one remembers. Uh, Big John has a problem, as you can plainly see. One minute he's 40, the next he's 33. Big, he 33? Yeah. Is that, it was no, just no, a seven minute, changed. he's <laughs> a seven year difference. He's <laughs> just seven years, he's only just begun his mortgage. And now, at about 38, he made quite a dent in the capital That's... after a win on the pools. <laughs> I think they realised that series wasn't gonna work, so then it goes down and he becomes a 10 year old boy. Um, uh, but there's a bit where he finds a fountain of youth, he took a little drink, and that magic water. But when you watch the titles, is one of the men in between Big John and Little John, the intermediate John, the 33-year-old John, is it Andy Kaufman? The, uh, the ex Have a look at it. I mean, this is not going to, you know, this isn't going to fly for this audience here, because unless you can all just look up on See, YouTube now, it really looks like Andy Kaufman. He was in Taxi. He did lots of kind of situationalist yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of comedy. Yeah. Fantastic comedian. Uh, it died. Uh, the, man on the Man on the Moon is based That's on his him, life. Yeah. Played by Jim Carrey. Uh, see, you wouldn't have, people at home wouldn't know that I had disdain for that film. They wouldn't did you, have seen did the you face. like it? No. Nah. Why not? Because, yeah. I didn't like it because yeah. I didn't like it. I think, Super bit of I reasoning. I don't think Jim Carrey was right to be in that film. Is that because you don't like Jim Carrey? I don't particularly like Jim Carrey. I don't dislike him. I loved Liar Liar. The film Liar Liar oh, was you? a very good film. Did you like The Truman Show? No, I hate The Truman Do Show. Do you? Why I fucking you? Why? hate The why? Truman why? Show. Why? Because... Why? Why? Tell me why, Rich. Because... I really like it. I really like it. Um, if I had to choose between Sliding Doors and The Truman Show, it's the worst films of all time. It'd be very hard. It is Sliding Doors, obviously, the worst one. But, is that the worst film of yeah. all time? Yep. Because both... No, fuck you. Fuck you. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucker. I'm not even gonna, no, I'm not, not, I'm not even gonna, I won't allow someone who likes the sliding doors to no, have think, a voice in this podcast. I'm gonna shout you down. This is not gonna happen. Don't worry, you there's another idiot. different podcast in an alternate reality where he does listen to you and he, and he agrees. Because both of these films are very similar in that they're a really fucking of fucked up obvious idea. Right, right. you want to cross someone's head before you. <laughs> well, no, because well, but you know, they, you could do something amazing with both these ideas. Sliding doors, every film is sliding doors, right? But you don't yeah, bother yeah. showing the other half of it. <laughs> it is every film. Every film, someone makes a decision that changes their life. Yeah, but you surely the conceit to... is, why don't we show the, the other half at this boring. time? <laughs> it's boring and pointless. And somehow magically the two things are the bit where it fucking intertwines and she has an accident at the same point as if fate is gonna it, whatever you do fate will come back to the same place but then it doesn't even do that because she dies yeah. spoiler alert oh no Peter Howitt's already done that by making the film is that his name Joey from Bread made Joey that film Bread, yeah. um, <laughs> with all that money they had in the chicken <laughs> that's, that's how he financed it so that's a terrible film The Truman Show doesn't even make sense it's a, it's a really obvious idea The Truman Show which you could do an amazing 
yeah. about the idea of taking someone's life and filming it from the end it yeah. becomes entertainment A it wouldn't work because no one would watch the first eight years of it certainly the first two years of it would be pretty fucking shit right yeah. I, don't, I don't think people are going to go oh look there's a baby shitting again let's watch that for 14 hours a day it's not going to work right yeah uh, and, and you know, ethically there's a big question about whether you would be allowed to do that which they don't even go into that much but it doesn't even work within its own reality in that he recognises that it's a con when he notices someone's going, there's someone behind me who's crossed, you wait, you wait, wait, there's someone going to cycle down the road right now. Doesn't make sense. Because why would the people be on a loop? There's no need for them to be on a loop. He's kind of going, I've proved this is false because they're on a loop. Even if they were on a loop, why doesn't Christoph, their director, go, he's noticed you're on a loop. Get off the fuck, don't be on the loop anymore. He spotted you on a loop. Why did we put you on a loop? Why don't we just let you live your, why don't you just live your life? And if he comes across you, then that will be the story this week. Yeah. Why have we put you on a loop? It seems insane. Now I think about it, he was bound to spot the man on a fucking loop. And this so is why shit. Jonathan Ross got that film gig. <laughs> shit. It's, it's fucking shit. shit. It's welcome it's to shit. film 2013 and with Richard Harry. It's my best. It'd be bad, wouldn't it? You'd watch that, wouldn't you? No, even you wouldn't watch that. Wow, fuck. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I like it. Okay, cool. Do you like, do you like sliding doors? Yeah. I don't really. <laughs> I love Albert Bridge and I always wanted to put it in a script one day and they fucking ruined it. They used it. Did they? Yeah. Also, I went to the premiere of that. It was in Manchester and I was next to my friend Jeff who did the worst fart I've ever smelled. <laughs> to the point where he had to leave. That would be. <laughs> we were right. We were, we were in a, a cinema with a, you know, with, a, with a circle as well as the stalls and we were in the front of the circle and he just did the worst, <laughs> most unpleasant fart I have ever, I have ever you come and sat sleep. in the cloud you should, of. You should come and sleep at my house. <laughs> in my bedroom. Rich, with me. I have shared so <laughs> many flats with you. Yeah, but you haven't... You've, I've got worse. It's got a lot worse. That would be it's a better film. A that would be a better film if, the, you know, a film where Jeff farts, but then in another reality he doesn't, he doesn't fart. fart. <laughs> then let's see what what impact that has on. Because and then the two timelines are really, really different. Because that's what the truth of life is. Every tiny little thing you do impacts on the next thing and changes yeah. everything completely. So every time travel film you see where they go back and they kill someone and they come back into the future yeah. and all the people are the same. That wouldn't happen if you went back and killed Hitler. Even if you killed any, even if you didn't kill Hitler, you just tripped up Hitler or made him go what for a second. The whole of history would change. None of the people not yet born would be born. <laughs> That's a really None nice of them would be born. idea for one of those footage pieces of footage. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> behind him. And suddenly, everybody in Europe in front of me was not bored of this. Turns back and they've all went. Everybody, go! <laughs> end of the whole demagoguery yeah. thing but anything you change that's a change, great film Pitch anything that. you change changes everything so if Jeff hadn't farted that day the whole of history from them 9-11 might not have happened a man farts in a cinema <laughs> <and> across <laughs> it's an interesting version of chaos theory <laughs> but everything every single thing changes everything so we have to be thankful uh, for every atrocity that ever happened if World War One hadn't happened, none of us would be alive, right? Well, no, that's true. But this, there so is truth we have to be glad that World, all those World people War killed II. in World War One. Yeah, everyone was killed in World War Two. Everyone was killed in World War Two. Everyone killed in the Holocaust. We have to thank them for that. 
because uh, without that we wouldn't be alive. Not sure, it works exactly <laughs> like that. I think we have to. There's something them. in the fundamental idea that you've got there, but I think you might just the way you're framing it. <laughs> um, have you ever seen a ghost, Chris? Have I ever seen a ghost? Yeah, no. So similar to the Bigfoot question. No, I, no, I haven't. Okay, <laughs> have got wait. all these. <laughs> There's another follow-up. Oh God. Has Is this from the seven-year-old you? <laughs> has, your, <laughs> has your sibling ever seen a ghost? Uh, no, I don't think either of my siblings have ever seen, okay. ever seen a ghost. My friend who lived around the corner from me swore that he no, saw a ghost in the top hat. in that. <laughs> Did you see a That's ghost, not, Rich? No, you're not. Did your sibling see a ghost, the Rich? Say, you can't just take a question and then answer a completely different question. <laughs> I'm asking you a question, you have to answer the question. The question is, I'm so sorry. has your sibling so ever seen a joke? And suddenly, you right? suddenly it's, oh, my friend, someone I knew lived around the corner from me. That's not the question. I didn't respect the form. No, you didn't. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? Look, I've got two bottles of water. If I take one or if I take the other, <laughs> changes human what history. What will happen? <laughs> everything you do changes everything else. It doesn't matter. Nothing you can do about it. Just it does. Like, if you're going to write a time travel film, make sure it makes fucking sense. That's all I'm saying. I'm you bad. seem to be sort of cross at the, the tiny bits in films, though, yeah. like the loop. So well, if they yeah. hadn't done the loop thing, like, there's, a, there's a bit where the... But it's got to make sense within its own universe, The Truman Show, and I just don't think they explored the, uh, the, the, the interesting thing about that. Why put it on an island? Just have everyone in the... Everyone in the world is conspiring against that guy anyway. Why put it in an island? Why put it in a context where he can escape? Just make everyone in the world go along with it, and then he has to... And then they're all laughing at him. Okay. Without him knowing, it'd be okay. good. Okay, I'm right. going to rewrite I'm gonna, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that for you. Okay, um, so let's talk about. Uh, I mean, it's bullshit. <laughs> let's talk about uh, the thick of it. Oh yeah, in Fuck, which you play. I remind you, you play okay. the character of Ollie. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's all I know about. Okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watch it. It's very good. Thanks. How did you get into? Because you were a stand-up comedian. Yeah. You're presenting dot comedy, yeah. riding high on. Well, that. It was the dot comedy thing that <laughs> <What's> really. <it? laughs> Because when five years later Armando was putting it together, he went, you know what we need? We need someone who's done some genuinely, genuinely shit post-pub telly in which they got someone in America to wank into a slipper and send it to them. That's the kind of guy we need. Wow. Uh, and really, that's quite a slim field. Yes. Uh, well, I got it because... Um, yeah, I don't really know why. Armando's quite interesting in that he does sort of look at people and go, you'd be interesting doing this, come over here and have a go. And I... I Doesn't so do I, that to me. I think... <laughs> maybe he's not found the thing yet, really. Um, uh, because, no, what happened was, um, Mr Andy Zaltzman and uh, John Oliver uh, opened a um, political comedy stand-up club called Political Animal. And... Uh, I, and uh, I went along and did the opening night and I thought, actually, I don't really have any political material. I don't really know what I'm going to do here. It's 2002, maybe three. And um, uh, so I wrote, I wrote this character, a Mail on Sunday columnist, a right-wing Mail on Sunday columnist doing a, thing about a speech about immigration. And it's the first and only time that I've ever done sort of stand-up as a character. And, uh, and Armando happened to be in the audience that night and um, that's the only time he's ever seen me do stand-up to this day. And so I think he just thought, oh, he does that sort of thing. And then we met a few years later, a couple of years later, uh, on the news quiz. And it was just when he was beginning, he was just doing the, um, he'd just done, actually, the uh, Yes Prime Minister, Britain's Greatest Sitcoms thing. And he'd, he'd championed Yes Prime Minister. And he was just thinking about putting together the thick of it. And we were talking about it over dinner. And he said, oh, you must come in and, you must come in and we'll talk about that. And I, went, I didn't, but I went into a... He obviously remembered me for the casting. So you didn't just go, nah, fuck off. <laughs> 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 fuck off. 
Are you insane? That sounds shit. <laughs> Wobbly cameras. Um, no Sir Humphrey character. I uh, swearing. I don't think so. Mm. So, uh, but um, I went in and did, and, and I did, you know, you've done castings, they're horrible. I have, they're they absolutely are. horrible. And, but it was the only one, and I had to improvise in this casting. It's the only fun casting I've ever done. It was with the producer, Adam Tandy. And then I sort of forgot about it, and three weeks, three weeks, three months later, they ran me up and went, yeah, everyone else has said no. <laughs> <laughs> the money's shit. Will you come? Uh, and it was great. It was just, yeah, so, so that, it was very daunting. And how much of it is improvised and how much of it is... Well, uh, there's a lot that's made of the improvisation, which is important, but I think it sort of takes away from the phenomenal scripts that are yeah. underneath it. They're brilliantly written, those people, right? And also, because they're brilliantly written scripts, it means you can improvise on top of it because you know that you've got a brilliant thing to fall, to, fall back on. Uh, I think most of the improvisation happens in the... Happened, it's all in the past tense. Happened in the... Yeah, um, it'll be back. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. Ooh, but, you heard um, it here first. Well, not if you read the internet. <laughs> 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 Uh, but um, uh, it, most, of it, most of it happens in the rehearsal. So we kind of we read the script in um, uh, the table, read the script, and then put the script to one side. And Armando just sort of picks out moments that are either in the script or not in the script that he's sort of thought, oh, well, that would be interesting, and explores the relationship between characters or whatever. And that's the most terrifying part of that whole process. Everybody, oh, it's awful. As, ne as long as we've been doing it, I've never not thought, please don't make me do. <laughs> and uh, yeah and then that kind of gets fed but there's always a writer on hand when we do that and, or two and they kind of anything that we come up with that's useful they sort of write down and that gets fed into the shooting script and then when we come to shoot it uh, we do several takes usually of a scene one at least where it's bang on the script one where it's nowhere near the script if we've got time at the end just you know go for your life and one uh, most of them are just kind of dancing around it really so, um, so I think probably what you end up on, what ends up on screen is maybe 10, 15% improvised. Right. Yeah. That's the answer. But the rest Preach. of it, it's, you know, most of the stuff that people love is from, is from the brilliant minds of um, the wonderful writers. Yes, and the swearing. The, and the, the swearing. The swearing is the best oh, bit in it. I like that. Well, yeah, except, <laughs> except, as Arm was saying, it's the words around the swearing that yeah. are interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, that's what's brilliant. People, people like Jamie's iPod rants where he threatens to shove my iPod up my cock. There you go. Yeah. That's the last thing I had on my cock. It's my, my iPod, which he put on shuffle with my fucking fist. And... Um, uh, but they they love that. But it's it's just it's the it's the image of it, isn't it? It's yeah. not people going. Rah, 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 rah. No, but it's but you know it is amazing. It's an amazing British sitcom in that it does feel different than say the yeah. right way. Uh, it does. I think it's between, between it has the, we, we do have one that character does come to our <laughs> to our world. David Haig's character in the right yeah. way is the same character Steve Hilton that he's playing. <laughs> Uh, and this led on to you were in a film version of it where you yeah. got off with Macaulay Culkin's girlfriend yes from, Anna Klumsky yes, yeah, from yes my girl from my girl yeah yeah um, in the loop yeah, yeah. that's right but uh, you were different. you weren't the same character in no that. I was Toby yeah. in that I, I very, was, it was very it was quite different it was, Toby. It was very very different character. different character very different if you pause <laughs> yeah. you'll see that the uh, the glasses different frames oh. <laughs> but also uh, nicer suits and uh, he's nastier than Ollie. Right, actually, but the reason that people always go, "Oh, why did you do? Why was that? I don't know." <laughs> um, the reason is because because uh, Ollie, Ollie worked in uh, uh, you know DOSAC, which is the Department of Social Affairs and Citizenship. We have nothing to do with 
that you know with that situation with the yeah. war so we put him in the department for international development uh, and to take him out of the thick of it put him in another department and put him back just it would have been too messy so that's what that's about hmm. what do you, when you were kissing the girl from my girl yeah I was thinking, thinking of you. Is that yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you thinking, I was thinking of but you. But were you thinking you were once a child, and what I'm doing is inappropriate? <laughs> <laughs> because you're because you, a, you were a once child. a child. Yeah, you should. That is, the, but famously, Here's a question. Famously, a child. The girls that I fancied when I was 15 and they were 15. Yeah. Am I allowed to look at photos of them then and think no. I really fancied you? No. 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 Why not? Because that's my me- if that's my memory of them. Is that not allowed? No. Okay, fine. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, uh, I, I've never seen a film. You're allowed to say, I really fancied them, but you're not allowed to go, I really fancied them. That is the difference. <laughs> right. Because even well, though they... Well, now they're grown up. Yeah. But there is an argument, and this I mentioned this in Talking Up, there's an argument that if you... Uh, uh, you're committing rape if you if you masturbate about someone because you're you're imagining having sex with them in your imagination without their consent. <laughs> so I think if you ring them up and say, "Is that okay?" If I masturbate That's over this, all right. Pitch, you have to have consent. Yeah, this idea, can I think about this? So it, is that just you justifying ringing people up <laughs> and telling them that you're wanking I'm over wanking. their picture? <laughs> no, because I would have to do it beforehand. And is it okay if I wank over the picture? What yeah, if they've okay. already <laughs> died? <laughs> if they've already died. died what if they, you know, like a beautiful, yeah. uh, you know... Well, did she die? Like Rudolph Nuri, if I imagine. Did, 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 did she die? She dies she in my, in my So girl. you were having... You were kissing... <laughs> you were kissing... A dead girl. A, ne- a, girl, a dead a young dead, girl. I don't know how old she Didn't is. Didn't you feel weird about that? Uh, well, I do now. <laughs> yeah. Now you've explained it to me. No, I, I'd never seen that film. Uh, uh, on um, in, in series In series three of The Thick of It, uh, the, uh, the third AD and Olivia Poulet, who plays my girlfriend in that film, in that, uh, 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 yeah, in the film, actually, uh, they, they f- uh, found uh, one of the um, sort of props, you know, bits of newspaper lying about, had a TV guide, and my girl was on, and they cut out the picture of Anna and stapled it to, uh, to Ollie's desk. Right. So, all the time, Ollie's got a picture of my girl as a girl. Yeah, see, I knew I'd get to the bottom of something there. Yeah. And now you're directing, you directed some episodes of Veep, yeah. which is the kind of, I suppose, the American, the American cousin. Yeah, yeah. Not, it's a different thing, it's about a vice president, played yeah. by the Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Is she nice? She seems she's, like she's a pretty nice yeah, person. Yeah, she's great. They're all great, actually. It's I a think. fantastic cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that kind of... How do you, isn't it a bit amazing to yeah. get... <laughs> Here's the thing, Rich. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it is, but it's... Oh. It's genuinely, it's genuinely amazing to me. It still is because I'm still, because I'm still a fanboy who, you know, who, and my, co- you know, a lot of my sort of comedy was from late eighties, early nineties. It's still amazing to me that I've got your number in my phone. That that I find is, that, that astonishing. I find it amazing that I'm sitting on the same stage as you. That I find that extraordinary. So you can imagine how much, ju- <laughs> imagine, imagine how much Julie Louis Dreyfus blew my fucking mind because I'm obviously quite simple. <laughs> but I would, you know, but lots of my friends have got on to do like these amazing things. With, yeah, you know, like. Simon Pegg is now Scotty in Star Trek. Yeah, it's, and, it's amazing. You know, isn't it? and this is kind of insane. Simon Buzz Club in Chilton yeah. in the yeah. late 90s. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is mind blowing. It's really weird because they're there. You've got there's Julia there, and there's Tony Hale uh, who plays Gary, her bagman, who's also a Buster in yeah. Arrested Development, and there's Matt Walsh, who's one of the founders of the Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, and just these amazing people. And um, and I think you've got to allow yourself a minute of going. Fuck! 
fucking hell! Inside your own head, not to their face. Never do it yeah. to their face. <laughs> inside, fucking hell! Inside your own head, you can do it for for a minute, and then you know you you've got to do a job, so you have to just kind of push it push it down. I do remember a moment though where um, I was standing. Uh, it's quite sort of a quite a fraught moment um, towards it was we were filming just before Christmas and uh, we were in the middle of filming the first episode that I did and they were setting up somewhere else and Armando and I were standing by the monitors the, which you know you, you watch all the action unfolding on and um, thinking about the next script uh, of the next episode which I also directed and there's a plot problem that we couldn't we couldn't unpick it and we both and we spent 10 minutes kind of doing this going what if what if what no hang on what if and I was going off oh, and I, I went oh for fuck's sake and he said I know but look where we are <laughs> yeah yeah so even in the midst of it even you know super, you know Armando who is I mean he, he doesn't understand quite the regard that he's held down I don't think he understands what a genius he is even he got, finds himself going look at this yeah well, I remember because I think I think I probably talked about this when was, Armando was here. But you obviously had um, the guy who plays Tony Soprano in uh, yeah, yeah, Sopranos, yeah. whose name yeah. escapes me for a second in the James in, in the Yes, yeah. but I remember a weekending meeting when uh, Armando came in and said, "I've just seen this fantastic film called Goodfellows." <laughs> <laughs> And so I know he's not in that. I don't know why that, but it's sort of it, it's, it kind of, I was thinking he was in that, but he isn't, of course. But it's, um, but, but it's, it's kind of, it? you know, it all links up. Uh, in my no, everything twisted connects. brain, everything connects. So uh, we got to the well. How long have we been going for? Uh, at when? I don't know. Really, fucking hell. Fuck it, let's push on through. Get let's us a bottle of JD. If we, uh, if we go long enough, they'll run out. The Welshmen will run out. You're born in Wales. I didn't realise oh, yeah, that. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the Just specifically to people. annoy these people. Really? <laughs> it's, a long, it's been a long plan. 41 years. <laughs> are, you, are your family Welsh? My, my grand, my mum's grand was Welsh. Right. Yeah, but my dad, my dad was working in, in Cardiff, so that's why. They were sort of there for a couple of years, mm. and I was born there. What does your dad do? He's a doctor. Huh? Of course. <laughs> and that actually. So, because we're in the serious point, we're at the serious part. Oh, It'll okay. get funny again a bit. Does the lighting change? Yeah. This? But we got, we got, it's not about this. The, what you find with this mm. is you kind of get kind of some laughs at the beginning and then people get tired after mm. about an hour. You have to give them a bit and of then, a break. And then we just have a rest for a bit and then we'll hopefully do some funny stuff at the end. Why did you do those direct line adverts, Chris? <laughs> Why not? It's just a shame. Why? Why is it a shame, Rich? Why is it a shame? It's just a shame to see you on there doing that. Why? What's wrong? Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't you like it? Why don't you like it? I'll tell you why I did it. Remember that time that you left that cupboard door open? That was, the, that was the instant in reality that changed my entire course of life. If you closed that cupboard, I wouldn't have done those adverts. But as it is, it's true. They were there. I liked them. I enjoyed them. Yeah. Anyone, anyone else like them? Yeah, well, that woman, the woman from the first half. Yeah. I do, well, I, you know, I don't, I, I understand that most uh, comedians do do adverts. I haven't really ever been offered to want to well, do there, so. Well, there is that. That's, that's one well, of the... I've been offered a couple of things, but nothing okay. on that scale. Uh, so it is well, they're mainly health posters. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, it's a difficult... I can understand if someone's going to pay you a lot of money to... Yeah. You are the, uh, by the way, Chris, you're the 18th uh, highest paid comedian... In comedy, if you take... I really should tell my bank manager <laughs> you, Well, according to a thing that the Daily Mirror printed this week... Have the where, Daily Mirror... Uh, have they seen my account? They, I think they have. They've seen... I think because oh, you must have know. a business or something that they've seen those accounts. 
I'd be interested yeah. if that were true. Right. <laughs> I, it seemed fairly hokey to me. Okay, how much uh, do I earn out of interest? Pardon? Do you know how much? Four hundred. Well, in two years, you had four hundred thousand pounds. Did I? Yeah. Fucking brilliant! I can buy that sofa. Do you mind if I text my wife? <laughs> Avalon probably. Call Domino's, we're celebrating. <laughs> you may very well learn that, and uh, our management company just hasn't yeah. given you any of well, it. Um, <laughs> but, but why, why, why do an advert? Why? why? Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I, I've never had that same reaction. I know people, I understand, I'm not being, I'm not an idiot. I understand that people uh, seem to not like it. They think that it's something that comedians shouldn't do. I've never quite understood the logic behind that. I know Bill Hicks said it, and that's very important, <laughs> because whatever he says goes. Uh, but Because um, he's dead, so you have to do he's what dead, he says. That's right, so we have to, so. It's like a sort of Jesus figure. Yeah, well, he kind of is. That's sort of how people people sort of treat you know treat him like he's. If only God. Stuart Lee would die. <laughs> no, actually, because then it'd be even worse, wouldn't it? I, I hope he just yeah, stays alive it. forever <laughs> until he just says something really racist, and then that's <laughs> just let him go. Well, he talks quite slowly. It's going to take a long time. <laughs> it is. Uh, I, because. I mean, I've, n- I've never had that same problem that everybody has. In fact, to the point where, when I was a, when I was a kid, I used to love it. I used to, because we didn't have, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have, you know, and it wasn't easy to find uh, videos of comedy that I liked and all of that kind of, I had to tape everything off the telly and so on. I really loved it. When Fry and Laurie used to turn up all the time in Alliance and Leicester adverts, and John Cleese did Schweppes and Compaq and all of those things, and Vic and Bob and, uh, did Boost and Jack D, you know, and I loved that because it was like having a little bonus moment with these people that I was a massive fanboy of. So when, when I sort of first encountered that thing about, oh, they're bad, I, d- I didn't really, it didn't sort of really chime with me because I'd always quite liked it. I understand why people think it and I respect the fact they think it, but there it is, I don't. And, uh, and, and, and then, but I've all, I have been offered things before and always said no. But then this one came up and um, I was offered the chance to work with Xander and with Amelia Bullmore and uh, Graham Linehan was directing. Do I, want, do I want to be paid good money to work with some of the best people working in comedy? Yes. That's it. It's easy, good. isn't it? That's a, it's a no-brainer. And I do understand that people don't like it. I do get that. But fuck them. Yeah, well, not fuck them. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. But I don't... I, I have never... I don't know. It's, not, it's never no, it's fine. bothered me. Don't... But usually... Mm. I'm going to leave it in a second. <laughs> Usually no. the people they ask to be on those adverts. I mean, it'd be, I'm going to talk to. I'll ask Stephen Fry about this as well. Yeah. Stephen Fry well, has made quite loads. a lot of money in his life, and so we kind of think, why do why do you, why do you do them? You know, because you only get offered them if you've got lots of money. I can kind of understand actors who are yeah. You know, I mean, I think in a way you are you are you are an actor in it, and it's not you going hi, it's me, Chris no, Addison. Absolutely, and that would be different. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It, I, I think there is a distinction. But it just always makes my... It just makes me, as a comedy fan, it makes my heart sink a little oh, bit okay. when I see uh, people... Oh, right. No, I understand that. And I, but I always had the kind of opposite... I always sort of had the opposite reaction to it. Makes I never, it I never had a problem. Yeah, no, no, I just... I, I still, do like, one I still day, like it. But, I still like seeing Johnny on the PG Tips adverts. I think I don't see Johnny Vegas enough. I love Johnny Vegas. Yeah. And there he is on my screen for a couple of I thought you meant uh, like Johnny thingy from the biscuit breakfast. Johnny Vaughan. Biscuits <laughs> for breakfast. Do you like that one? Yeah, yeah. What's next? Marmalade for lunch? Hey. But there you are. That's match. the thing that I would have. That's the uh, thing. If they bring out lunch marmalade, I'm fucking advertising it. And if anyone else isn't lunch marmalade, marmalade. Yeah. Isn't that what that is? Yeah. It's one of, the many, one of the many things it can be used for. Is eating. An example of this is lunch. <laughs> it's a special but, marmalade. Uh, um, 
I was going to say to you then, there was a thing. No, I don't, no, I don't know. I know. Well, no, in terms of the you, uh, people got a lot of money. I think another thing is, I don't know how you feel about this. I, I've never, I've, well, I've never felt secure. And I've got, and I've, I'm now, I never felt secure when I was, I was just responsible for myself. And now I'm responsible for a, for a family of four. And that's my job. My job is to keep them, you know, their body and soul together. Yeah. So if somebody offers you money to do something like that, and it's, and it's within your own kind of terms, fine. Why not do that? I think you're right. I think I'm wrong. But I can't really get Bring out of it yourself now. to say it. I can't, I can't get it's out of right, it I completely understand. I know, and I know comedy fans are furious. And, you know, and all the time that the adverts were running, I would, you know, every day I would have people on Twitter and on email calling me a cunt. Now, now they've stopped, I realise it's just what they think of me. I can't blame it on the adverts anymore. But it is, it is, weird, it is a weird thing. And I, you know, I can completely see it. And I think, in a way... Uh, Sometimes comedians who say they won't do them are yeah. maybe taking themselves a little bit too seriously. And you're a comedian, and you're, you know, it's not like it's not like I've got anything to protect, really. I do like jokes about sucking your own cock, which we'll get onto in a bit. Uh, but uh, you know, well, it's not, not like I, you know, so it's not like I'm going, oh, look at me, I'm amazing. But I just, I don't know. But also, it's interesting. I've, I've never quite understood what the princ- what those principles are. There's a, there's a phrase that's, a, that's attached to it, which is, "Oh, you sold out." So what out? I I've never got it, I, and, and I'm not. I swear I'm not an idiot, but I don't get it. Well, I think it's true also that any TV show, uh, part of BBC shows, a bit different. Any TV show anywhere else is funded by advertisers. Yeah, uh, and you know, so you are doing an ad. You know, you're yeah. being paid by advertisers. So there, you know, I can all are all are. Yeah. But it's all these. Are, you are still doing stand up, which a lot of people yes. don't do. So a lot of stand ups. Do stand up, and, go, and then oh, they go. I'm on dot comedy. I don't need to worry about doing stand up ever again. <laughs> <laughs> this is my gravy train out of here. There's a lot of people who do that and, yeah. and never go back to well, it. Well, dot comedy was uh, dot comedy was brilliant for my stand up actually because having done, I I'd just done the 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 most the most rubbish stand up show I've done so far it was just before it was the Edinburgh before it was fucking awful. I didn't see that. And, which one was uh, that? It was Gentleman Scholar Acrobat. That okay. was the that was the one in which Gentleman Scholar Acrobat, which is a quote from. Top cat. No. <laughs> no. He's it's a gentleman of scholar. Pink Panther. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and so that's why I use it. Gentleman they're usually much better than this, this audience. They're, they're asleep say, now. They're there's bored. something odd going on with this audience. They're usually like definitely a kind of hive mind, Borg mind. You ask them any questions, someone will go, Pink Panther. <laughs> and they're not doing it today. And I'm, it's unsettling me. They're not doing it. I think they've been hired by someone else. To come and unsettle these me. Are, the these are my people. They no, know they... fuck all. <laughs> they don't know anything about anything. We don't, yeah. So I, I got it wrong, but you know, I rely on you to... To back you out. Work hard at school, Connor, so that you can give answers to these... Have you ever seen the pink TV number? shows that were yeah. are over twice your age. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I feel a bit like... A, you know, I've got to that stage now where I'm so old that most of my references are just going... Whoosh, I, I, can, I can absolutely... Yeah, it's, it's certainly there. I remember doing that... Batman, Batman eh? Like Batman? Yeah, see, I'm still down with the kids. Come <laughs> on, sorry, Chris. I can't remember what's Oh, yeah, no, I called it Gentleman School Acrobat, and I could remember one, one occasion where there was just this family of four just looking at me like that, and I, and I went, um, can uh, you, um, I'm sorry, to, but did you, can I ask where you're from? And they went, eh, where are you from? S- Spain. <laughs> and they, the, the only word it seemed in English that they knew was acrobat. <laughs> and they come to see me and they were going, it's 20 minutes, he's still, he's still on his feet. This is shit. <laughs> they couldn't bring themselves to leave. And I said, I don't do that. You can't go. And they went, <laughs> just said. 
Uh, I don't, it was a dreadful, dreadful show. And then Dot Comedy happened, and uh, and it, we recorded it in kind of about this this time of year. So you know when you're gearing up to Edinburgh, and I just went right, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a proper, you know, really good, really good show. And I think it, well, maybe it was earlier because I I so that's when I decided right, I'm gonna do a show about a thing. I'm gonna make it about a topic. I'm gonna make it about you know sort of an explanation of something. And that, and that way, you know, um, make it more, make it meatier, make it a more interesting kind of kind of show. And I think uh, it was the horrific experience of doc comedy that just kicked me towards. You've got to do something really good now, just yeah. for your own soul, really. It's good. Well, that is you know, that, but that is that's all very true of uh, how the creative process works. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we're coming to the end uh, of the podcast. That's <laughs> kind Our of respective like, we're careers. All, we're all. Uh, <laughs> we're all. Um, uh, I was going to, you know, you, you already answered that one, so I don't need to ask that. I'll ask, well, uh, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? <laughs> it must yeah. be, yeah. Of course I have. I bet you could. No, no, I can't. No, too, no, too lanky. No, I'm very, I'm very unsupple in the back, as it turns know, out. Um, it's do you know trouble. the trick? No the, one's, no one's given me, I don't think, or maybe this was from the McCuntleth podcast, was it? I was thinking, oh, someone told me this, and it's going to be very exciting, but maybe I've already revealed it. You've got to uh, back yourself into a dustbin. <laughs> go sit, sit in a dustbin and go back like that. And then you can do it. I wonder if you were to walk into McCunfleth A&E, if you would see mostly people on chairs and then just three men in bins lined up. Try it. Try it at home. Try that, Connor. Back yourself into a... Back, you don't get back yourself into a bin. Yeah. Into a, like, a, like a wheelie bin or a dustbin. Oh, like but, and so, so what... And so you then you, you know, you kind of... You kind of fall but into the you, bin and then your, your head and your cock are close together. Was that in the McCunfley podcast? No, Did it I mainly what you think? It was Rufus Hound. Oh, it's Rufus Hound on the... Uh, so, oh, he's filth. In the Sony he's Awards that podcast. Boy. You can listen to when I got very drunk at the Sony Awards and did a podcast. Because I have to podcast everything I yeah. do. Once this is over, there's another podcast backstage <laughs> where we discuss how we think it went. <laughs> and I say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. I did. Um, you're like a can of Red Bull made flesh. Okay, what, what's this? Are you trying to have chat up blunts? That's what the newspaper said okay, about you. Right. Do you think you are? Because I don't think you. No, like I don't. That. I don't really see how that. How because that also, works. what does that mean? I mean, I've got a lot of energy. Yeah, but also like a can well, of Red Bull doesn't drawn. have a lot of energy. It gives you a lot of energy. Yeah. You're like someone who's drunk a can of Red Bull. Made I mean, flesh. That's well, that's but most people are, in fact, flesh in the first flesh. place. Flesh. So I'm like someone who's drunk a can of Red <laughs> yeah. Bull. Well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. In, fact, when, in fact, when we were doing The Look of Love, when that film, uh, and I, I was saying to my wife, um, I don't know really, I've, my character is a huge coke addict. I've never taken coke in my life. I don't really know what, so she went, she went, Chris, most people take coke to get how you are normally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, fine. It'll be fine. So maybe you should take some coke to see And just what, to calm down. I know there was, there was a mutual friend of ours who did that, who calmed down when he yeah. didn't take coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he wouldn't have smashed them cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> We got, got him some gear. No, it wasn't, wasn't you anybody he, in the flat. Saying he crept in out from outside of the flat. Wasn't anybody in the flat. <laughs> it wasn't anybody in the flat. Can you do something visual to and then to annoy the people who are listening to this? You Can I do you, something visual? Yeah, something. Do something that is um, solely visual and not. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. That is you. my morning regime. <laughs> so fucking um, hell. There's no way I can suck my own cock tonight. 
Were you out with the English Defence League? Because you were you were loitering around Leicester Square before you I came was, down yeah. here. You texted. I texted you and asked if you wanted a sandwich. Yeah. And you said you wanted all the sandwiches, which I took to mean <laughs> you didn't want a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, I said, I, said I wanted everything. I couldn't think why they'd have. I mean, like, a, just right ham quiz. Ham. They'd have definitely had ham. Yeah. I, I thought. Uh, I thought, oh, my old friend, I'll just joke. One of everything, <laughs> nothing. Well, because yeah. I just thought, that's not going to happen. What, do you think, what kind of budget do you think we're working on? Uh, so, um, were you out with the, the English Defence League? We're in the... Yeah, uh, great lads, great lads. Um, <laughs> they're really good, because they're kind of like goldfish. You know, they forget that it's not their round, so you, just, you can just tell them it's their round again. They're, they're tremendous. No, I, wasn't, I didn't see... I didn't see hide nor hide. I saw um, a lot of Crystal Palace fans who looked surprisingly... You know, just equanimity. Right. It was on their face. They were just, no, oh, whatever. We just got one. It's fine. Yeah. Just die at Wembley. It's fine. Yeah. But I didn't see any English Defence League people. I think a lot of people might, might not know because they might not have been following my retweets of Lord Sugar's tweets. <laughs> but Crystal Palace did win today. And that's the only way to find out about football And they scores. won the cricket. Crystal Palace also won the cream. Well, you got it. I, 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 I've been, I'm trying to monetize the internet in different ways, and one of my, oh, yeah. one of my Twitter How's it ideas out for is, you? is going well. <laughs> I'm trying to. One of my ideas is to charge people £750 a year for mm. me to retweet uh, Alan Sugar's football tweets. And now you might think, well, that's not. No one's going to pay 750 quid, but you don't get any of the other Alan Sugar tweets. You only get the football one. <laughs> and for people who, for people who have no access to any other part of the internet other than my Twitter account. Yeah. That's a great way to find out what's probably happened in the football, though he did get the Arsenal-Newcastle score wrong. Uh, he left it, it was one all, he, he thought, uh, but it was one nil to Arsenal. Um, but, uh, and then, but what was quite interesting, I've, I did a bit of investigative journalism, because I was retweeting everything. I've, did you do investigative journalism, or yeah, did you I just looked, try and find a thing out? I looked, I looked at my Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And yeah. it's a good job, even though his Twitter, he didn't delete any of this. But he claimed that he lost internet signal, so he couldn't tweet about it. And that the tweet got sent after the game by magic. <laughs> and, uh, but it didn't, it got sent during the game, because I was retweeting it. So he lied... Alan Sugar lied about a mistake he'd made. He's very critical of the apprentices. Do you know, I don't think that's even his real boardroom. <laughs> I don't think it is. He's very critical of his apprentices when they make stupid mistakes. Yeah. And yet when he makes one, he doesn't fess up and go, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Maybe he wasn't the team leader. You so, need to ask him who the team leader was. Yeah, that's true. Whoever, if anyone wants that service, Which that is £750 a year. And I'll give you the secret address you have to go to. So far. They should call the apprentice the least bad clattering arsehole. Because <laughs> that's what it comes down I to. I think it seems unfair that they get judged so harshly for having to come up with an idea in two hours. Yeah, and make it. Make some fruit beer and market it, you cunts. What, what do you mean? It's amazing they sell anything, isn't it? Yeah, I would never have done this. For the start, it's fucking madness. What are you trying to do? Making fruit beer in two hours, you stupid cunts. You're all fired. Fucking dicks. And the correct answer was, no, Lord Sugar, give me some admin. <laughs> Um, well, we're going, no, we weren't really going anywhere with that. <laughs> Look, the last thing I wrote is ways to, and then I just ran out of... Is <laughs> <laughs> that when I came in? Oh, hello, ways, hello. Ways to... I wonder what I, wonder I what don't I know. For. Maybe we'll never know. For? Ways to. Ways to? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so we'll end with... Um, oh, that's what I'm going to ask everyone this time. Because I'm writing a show called We're All Gonna Die uh, for Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I haven't written anything yet. No. But you'll, so I'm hoping you'll great. come up with some jokes. Uh, what be great. Do you, what great. do you think happens to you when you die? 
think that's it, mate. Oh. I think that's it. I think we're done. I don't like to think about it. I really don't like to think about it. And I think about it all the time, and I try not to. Yeah. I, 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 oh, no. I can't even express my own fear about but it. But don't you think that's better than living forever? Don't you think that would be... I mean, obviously, you don't want to die, like, tomorrow. No, but maybe you could take some time off. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe you could, have, you could have a little time off and come back to it all. Get your head frozen in a freezer. But why, I don't, I've never quite understood the, you know, because all those people living in jars just looking at a weirdly distended world where everyone's slightly taller. They're fine. They're in the future, hopefully, they will find a way to make deadheads come back alive and give them robot bodies. I think that's what the idea behind but that is. Yeah, and then we can make our robot bodies flexible enough that we could suck our metal cocks. <laughs> exactly. That's the dream. I would get my head and my cock preserved so that they call my you cock. You have could, a better cock. My cock could, no, because I want my cock. It's not, I like it. Why? That's well, really loyal. It is. One of the things I admire to you, about you is how loyal you are <laughs> towards your own cock. I know, I'll get robot testicles. I'm not bothered about them. Especially as you get older, they, you'll find this out. You get into your 40s, it changes. I am in my 40s. Well, you get a bit older into your 40s. When you're 41, it's, the life's wonderful, but once you get to 45... Why, what happens? Your test, I can't tell. No one's allowed to tell you what happens to your testicles. <laughs> No one ever says what happens, do they? Is that when there's, the Velcro finally detaches? There's the butler here. Are you in your 40s yet? Or just... No. Uh, really? <laughs> it's, it's fucking just, tough just life bottling, isn't it? The thing is, you know, we've both got hair. It makes, <laughs> yeah, it, it makes it... Uh, anyone in their 40s uh, here who wants to... Dis- how are the testicles going? Yeah, they're all right. See, they won't talk about it. They won't discuss it. It's not nice. I'll Why, show you. What I'll happens show you to them? Do you want to see my testicles after the... It's not like... It's not... You know, you, you know, want to show people something watch. visual. <laughs> yeah. you, know, the, you can't get on fuck, you know. You've got your nudges out up. so many times on stage. I have. You used to write a play every year so that you could get, your, you could get them out. Yeah, and this is were... the point at which my character don't... <laughs> we know Richard. But that was, you know, when my testicles were firm and unwrinkled. <laughs> Aren't they all? Isn't that wrinkled? Is what you had unwrinkled testicles. It's you didn't get the testicles themselves, or the or the bag containing them. My testicular sac was smooth. It was absolutely beach. smooth. Yeah. It looked like the top of a Marks and Spencer's mannequin. That's what it. <laughs> looked like Yul Brynner down yeah. there. It did. Right? it did, but now. Cool. But now it's yeah. all gone Alan Sugar. Maybe as one of the extras. Maybe for a £20 series pass. <laughs> at, the end, at the end, I'll get Chris Evans to go backstage and film my testicles. <laughs> you Maybe what you should do. Maybe you should just release a, a, a CD of the whole thing. And that's what's what the print is. On yeah. the CD, it's just yeah. your testicles. Well, two, two, oh, I'll do it two on vinyl. Two CDs. One <laughs> <laughs> <What>, each. <laughs> Just gravity takes its course, that's all I'm saying. That's, that's your warning. Isn't that the same? It's fine. Any it's dangling right. thing. That's what, uh, that's what ball string's for. <laughs> you don't have any ball string? I don't have any ball land. string. That's what you get up in Hollywood. Um, so, uh, anyone got any questions for the, um, the, the sellout comedian? Chris Ellis. <laughs> the question they're asking is, is this really happening? <laughs> Did we pay to come and see this? Anyone got a question for Chris Addison? Don't be rude to him, he's a very nice man. Oh, hello, uh, Paul John Levy. Do you ever get told you look a bit like Ed Tudor Pole? Do I ever get told they look, look a bit like Ed Tudor Pole? No. He doesn't look, he does, because uh, he doesn't. I don't. Do you I ever get really... told you look a bit like Barabbas, the, uh, 
the man who escaped crucifixion when Jesus... <laughs> Do you ever get told that? Because you look, really look like him. <laughs> you look like Barabbas. <laughs> in all those famous photos. Oh, not many you people... know that one of Barabbas over the, over the grate with his skirt <laughs> up like that? Not many people know what he looks like, uh, but you... one look, of Barabbas? You look like Barabbas, you killed Christ. Indirectly, not on purpose. But it's a good job you did, because if you hadn't, none of us would have been born, so... I'm glad Jesus died. No, but that's, you're supposed to be glad to Jesus again. died. He, saved, he actually saved us. That's the point, aren't you? Aren't yeah. you supposed to be glad he died? Yeah. That's, I'm fucking delighted. <laughs> I'd like him to come back down so I could kill him again. <laughs> I would just crucify him this time. He got off easy last time, the cunt. <laughs> fucking hippie cunt. <laughs> With his Jesus sandals. That's where he got his name from. It was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't really cool, though. It was just <laughs> everyone gave him the nickname because of the sandals. Yeah. That's what that means, I-N-L-I, sandals. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone got a proper question for Chris Addison that is based in fact? It doesn't get anything like Ed Toe Hello, madam. What's the worst gig you've ever had? Oh, don't, ask, don't ask that now. <laughs> What's the worst gig you've ever What's had? What's the worst gig you've ever had? Uh, oh, I don't know, probably. I mean, there are quite a lot. They, they sort of, you don't remember them. You know, that, you know how women don't remember the pain of giving birth? Because if they did, they wouldn't have any more children, so their bodies and brains don't allow them to do it. It's kind of like that with stand-up. You just don't really remember those. But twice as bad. Twice as bad. Just worse. So much worse. <laughs> but we don't go on about it. <laughs> uh, lo loads of them. I can remember doing a horrific... Well, usually they're, they're free ones. Anything that's free, that's terrible. You have to make people pay money, don't you? Otherwise yeah, there's so. no sort of investment in it, and they go, Go on then! Ah, oh, you shit. <laughs> and, it, and it all goes bad from there. But yeah, uh, I can remember sort of once. I've never, no one's ever thrown anything at me or threatened to punch me or anything. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody at home what happened. There. <laughs> it was amazing. It was incredible. God, <laughs> so that's totally worth that three pound fifty. The next, uh, the next series I'm oh, doing series past fifteen pounds. I'm, the next series I'm doing in three D. <laughs> so the next time that thing that happened, it'll be like it's coming towards the viewer, and they'll go ah. Is it going to be 3D audio? <laughs> it really felt like it was coming towards the speaker. Cool. No matter what Well, I think we're all tired. It's the end of the bank holiday. I think you were pretty tired when we started, right? Or something, something weird's been going on uh, today. Uh, maybe just because I've got awards now. You're just not putting the effort I'm in, is that yet. what you're saying? I don't know, maybe just it's changed. They liked me when I was a loser. You know, not when I came third. I love they can give you an award for third. It is like being at primary school to get a third, third no, place. No, it's not. It? It's quite... I mean, the, but actually, it's more impressive to get a, a, a podcast one because there's just... There's no... There are, there are about eight radio shows. Um, excuse me, this is not a podcast Oh, award. I'm sorry. What is it? It's a radio well, award. Well, there you go. That's even better. It is better. Are you complaining about? I'm not. I'm You're fucking ingrate. <laughs> should smash this on the stage right now, visually. <laughs> I'm going to keep them here every show we do. Just really? to remind Just myself. Just to intimidate Stephen Fry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you needy next. bastard. <laughs> Look at that, Stephen. Chortle. You, how many chortle I have not have heard you of chortle. Isn't that lovely and round? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been very good fun having you on it's my podcast. No, I, I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed it, audience? Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you fucking do something at the time when we are doing, you fuckers? 
I think you've been really harsh on them. The minute you came on for the warm-up. They warm like up. it. They've been absolutely lovely they all like evening. They like it. Don't you like it, don't you? They like it. Don't you like oh, it? This is getting slightly you. threatening. You fucking like You're it. Getting a picture if you of... tell the police you didn't like it, don't come back in 20 years' time and go, we didn't like it. He made us say we liked it. Because that's not going to fucking cut any mustard. They liked it. And they wanted it. And that's why they came and got it. Oh, man. <laughs> They, they've got 20 years to think of a new kind of tree, and then you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Addison. Thank you. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. With me, Richard Herring, my guest today was Chris Addison. Thanks to Orange Mark and the British Comedy Guide who put this on the internet. I don't know how they do it. Uh, the music you're listening to is by Pest. It's good, isn't it? This show is produced by Ben Walker. It's filmed by Go Faster Strike with Chris Evans. Not that one. Not the one from the Avengers either. The other one. Uh, thanks to all the people who have downloaded the video of this. You're fantastic. Thanks for paying. You cheapskates, listen to the audio. I hate you all. I wish you were dead. And one day you will be. This is a Sky Potato Go Faster Stripe and Fuzz production for the internet. How do you like them, Sky Potatoes? Thank you very much for listening to Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Uh, we can only keep this going with your support. If you want to download the videos, that would be fantastic, but I'm very happy for you to listen to the audios. Just if you can't afford to pay for them, why not spread the news to a friend? That would be fantastic. Or if you can come down and watch one of the shows, that also helps uh, fund it at uh, the Leicester Square Theatre. We've got Stephen Fry coming up next week. I'm afraid that has sold out. Uh, and Mary Beard, plus another the week after, and some very exciting possibilities that haven't yet been confirmed for the rest of the series. So so why not come down and see it? Uh, also, I am going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe doing a show called We're All Gonna Die. Why not come and see that as well? If you can support us in any way, or go to gofasterstripe.com and buy any of the DVDs or CDs or books there, that would also be helpful. But I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. You are very nice. Thank you. <laughs>